0: Well you couldn't have missed the idea from the readings today that we're going to be thinking about prophecy and really what it means to live prophetically and to walk with integrity. I think these things matter to us um, because they are really get to the, the heart of what it means to be human. I believe there's a prophetic calling in each one of us that deep down there is the call of God who is a source of our being and that call is leaning towards justice and peace. There's something deep within each of us that longs to see things right, righteous. There's something deep within us that longs to be made straight or to be straight, as Dora was talking about. Um, So it gets to the very heart of what it means to be human. And God has shown us in Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, that we are his and that his life, this life of Christ, is truly who we are. We are to have the same life of Christ and to live in that same way. So in, in many ways, of course, the plumb line is Christ. Jesus that is the measure to which we are which truly is ourselves and to to which we are invited to live up to and that love joy and peace and justice are the foundations not only of God's throne but of our lives they're truly who we are deep down that's why whenever we see something wrong And we we learn this from childhood, even in the playground, you know, we'll all have said, that's just no fair. It's no right. It's not, that's no fair that. We we have a deep down longing and calling for justice. And whenever we see strife or injustice, somebody being badly treated, there's something deep within us shifts and wants to cry out and rail against that which is not right. So are you with me? We are a people of justice because that's who we truly are. We long to see things made right. That's why at times we have to speak truth to power. We have to speak out. We have to take a stand against injustice because to say or do nothing would be wrong. Now some people say, ah, but how about Christians shouldn't get involved in politics? Well, that is downright daft because you can't not be involved in politics. I mean even to choose to say nothing is to say something. Who was it that said all that needs to happen for evil to prevail is for good people to say nothing? So you're involved in politics, we're all involved in politics because politics is about governing the polis city, the place where we live, that's what it's all about. It's government and and all of us are involved in that. And so your life is important because it's meant for helping build a better world for everyone. Indeed we might go as far as saying that unless our lives are helping to create a better world for people to live in, then they're of little use. Unless our lives are used to help create a better world for people to live in then they are of little use. Because God, through Christ, is partnering with people like you and me to create a better world for people to live in. So I wonder what better worlds uh, might God be inviting you to help create in our own homes, in our workplaces, our communities. It might be simple little things like um, planting a tree in the middle of a wasteland. I know some of you did that this week. Um, and as a dem- prophetic demonstration that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And that this land belongs to the Lord. It might be inviting a neighbour to come and share a cup of tea. That might be visiting a lonely person. These are prophetic acts because they help to create a better world for people to live in. We're all invited to participate in that process. Simple acts can change atmospheres and and lives when people act justly and seek to do the right thing. It might be supporting fair trade because there's a lot of unfair trade in this world. So, that can be a prophetic act is to decide to support fair trade or to encourage ethical business practice, to be honest in our dealings with one another. These are prophetic acts. Think of some of the prophetic things that people have done in the past because of their faith's desire to create a better world, a fairer world. I mean, maybe immediately you might think of William Wilberforce and and the action to end slavery or George Wishart and Patrick Hamilton in the time of the Scottish Reformation standing up against the injustices which the church was perpetuating. Martin Luther, Robert Owen who decides to build a fair place for people to work and receive a living wage and for families to thrive. These were prophets. Martin Luther King of course has a dream and uh, ends uh, years of discrimination for black people. The anti-apartheid movement in South Africa. Most of these organizations and movements were moved by people who were moved by faith. They realized that there was this call for justice in the very essence of who they are. And they couldn't not speak out. Recently there's been some American Christians arrested for protesting against some of the politics in America. Shane Claiborne is one of them, somebody who some of you will know who spoke at clan gathering two or three years ago, um, has been arrested for protesting peacefully against that policy of separating children from immigrant families in America that is there at the moment. They couldn't not speak out against that. And, and we need to do that too. Um, when our hearts are moved with that call for justice, when we recognize that something's not right, we need to speak out about it. And I wonder if in, we're living in days where more and more we will need to speak out and let our voice be heard and to bring to the table a different policy, one which of course is based in the foundation of love and justice and peace and the values of God's kingdom. Some people recently have spoken out against sectarian attacks not very far from here that have have taken place. Terrible things and we need to speak out against these things. Now, this call from deep within is part of what I think it means to live a life of integrity. Psalm 20 verse 7 says, The godly walk with integrity. Blessed are their children after them. In other words, when we decide to listen to that voice of justice and live in integrity, it has an implication for our families, the children who come after us. Proverbs 11, verse 3, the integrity of the upright guides them. And of course, the Bible's full of examples of people who lived walking with integrity, trying to live morally upright lives. Think of Abimelech in Genesis chapter 20, when he gets Abraham's wife, Sarah, he doesn't realise it's his wife, but he acts with integrity. He doesn't do what he could have done. Um, Job is described of course by God as a person of a complete and upper integrity. Nehemiah in chapter 5 of Nehemiah refuses to act the same way as the governors before him have acted, in other words skimming off the poor, demanding a tax for being the governor and having the choice food and the best treatment that he could have taken. He chose not to do that. That's a prophetic act. Daniel's rule under King Darius. Daniel was faithful and law-abiding in a way that rulers before him had not been. Paul's ministry, he refuses to be a burden to the Corinthians. He pays his own way. He doesn't skim off people who couldn't afford to support him. And then, of course, Jesus the plumb line, the way, the pattern, the life of integrity and justice. So this deep call within us is who we truly are then. The word used for integrity in the Bible, the Hebrew word, is, is a word which means to be made complete, to be made full, um, to become upright. So we can see it's a, it's a process. None of us is yet complete. Um, But when we listen to that voice of of justice and integrity, we become more complete. We we become more straight. Our lives bend towards integrity. So what does it look like then to continue to walk with integrity? Well, I think to live a life that practices what it preaches, that uh, seeks to be honest and transparent Uh, that longs for justice, that speaks up for truth even in the face of power, Uh, a life which is full of hope, a life that dreams of a better world, a life that's grounded with God and trusts in God to bring greater completeness. Someone who's speaking out prophetically um, for a more just and equal world to happen. Well, someone who's been doing that recently is a person called Richard Rohr. And he's written a couple of really interesting things. You can find these uh, things online if you just look for contemplation in action. Because uh, his big uh, thing is that, well, I'll, I'll read you one of his quotes. It says this, only the contemplative mind has the ability to hold the reality of what is and the possibility of what could be. In other words, you, you might look around and see there's a lot of injustice and things aren't right. How do we begin? Well, we need to begin in contemplation. We need to be rooted in the source. We need to be listening to God's voice of justice. That's the most important thing. We need to be rooted in contemplation, in making time to listen, and then turn that contemplation into action. He goes on and says, unless our hearts are transformed, our fears will continue to manipulate our politics. Reinforcing a polarized and divided society. We must bring as much passion to our cause as do those who call for building walls. But our job is to tear down walls and build bridges to grow into a new identity that holds space for everyone to belong and be loved. He's somebody who's speaking out against things that are clearly against God's kingdom and uh, is worth listening to. But his main point I want to bring to you is that it's got to be about being rooted in God. It's got to be rooted in that contemplation to listening to that still voice that is within each of us. Let me end with something. uh, the text of something I'm going to read that you can find on the Church of Scotland website. There's a video there called Praying Prophetically. And so here is the text of that video, um, which you might find interesting. In your praying, do you long with God for a world of more justice, more trust, more equality, more love, Do you lament the suffering you see and protest its causes? Do you wrestle over how to be faithful to God without falling into despair? Do you question dehumanising systems and seek God's wisdom on what to do? All this is praying prophetically. What stories could you tell that have you tearing your hair out about the unfairness and wrong in the world praying prophetically is grieving with God over such stories yet never giving up not on other people on ourselves on our prayers or on our God and when we have no words of our own what great allies we find in the prophets of the Bible like Habakkuk how long O Lord must I cry to you and you will not listen destruction and violence are all around me and justice never wins. Like Jeremiah, God, why do the guilty have it so good? Why do the dishonest do so well? Like Joel, I cry out to you, Lord. We look on helpless as our crops are destroyed. Our fields are laid to waste as though fire had burned them. Speaking honestly, and fearlessly to God and to society is not for the faint-hearted, but do it. Pray it like it is. Complain, protest, grieve, question, then ask for help and dream of a world put right. Never give up. Let us pray. God, thank you that you've placed the cry for justice and righteousness deep within each one of us. May we not only hear that cry, but may we act it out in Jesus' name and for the sake of your kingdom. Amen.